What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at EddieExperience, one E in the middle. And joining me as almost always, he is the biggest Golden Knights fan you know. And somehow he's uh, positioned right now between two championship series, and neither one is in his state, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, how's it going out there? I am good. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm actually in Utah. And, uh, you know, the Golden Knights, not too far away. The Denver Nuggets, not too far away on, on the other side. But uh, but things are going well. It's good to see you. And, uh, you know, and even more than that, it's good to see and hear Stu Myrick. Stu Myrick in the house tonight. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Stu, how are you? What's up, y'all? <laughs> I love and it. John and John Cena says hi, too. There you go. You can find us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me at Nonstop MMA. And, uh, and Stu, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stu Myrick. That's S-T-E-W-M-Y-R-I-C-K. And you can find the show that follows Fight Night, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, the only pro wrestling radio show in Central Texas, on Twitter at S-G-T-W-A-T-X. Stu, we've been doing right Wednesday Warfare for quite a few years. How long have we been? How long has this been? Like these, the back-to-back shows now. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, we went. I, if I remember correctly, we went on the Horn Airwaves in August of 2017. So we're in our sixth year. Yeah, and I think we started there just a little before that. We uh, yeah, we started yeah. as a podcast in January 2016. Right. No, we st- we were on uh, we were down south. You were, you were you're at the, you're at the other for station for a little while. Then we moved up here. Then you moved still to the horn. podcast. Then got on the air. Uh, yeah. And then we, here comes Stu stealing all my wrestling content. Hey, I it did not, not <laughs> actually. Just, um, yeah, you you do it better. So it's okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Stu, I am Eddie's longest relationship in his life. Most people bore bore of him quickly and not in my years, life you know, but 11 years later not familial yeah hey that's okay justin justin smash simmons um he is second only to my one and only marriage okay well there you go uh i have kids that are younger than my relationship with eddie cross so <laughs> and his wife does sometimes get jealous yeah i'm sure so yeah. what well, speaking of my kids so i'm in utah right now i took so my i dropped my son off this week at, uh, at BYU basketball camp. Uh, before I could do that, I flew with uh, with five boys Ooh. here to uh, from Austin to uh, to Utah. I uh, their their parents trusted me that I would get them you know on a plane that I would get them to uh, to BYU camp. I I find them a place to stay overnight, and uh, we would get them uh, to camp. And uh, I successfully did it. All all five boys made it to camp. They are in the middle of a uh, football and basketball camp right now. Wait, where did you put them? You said you got well, them a I'm place my, to stay overnight. I'm at my parents' house. Yeah, I'm at my parents' house, and so stick them in uh, the basement. They stay at my parents' house, like that '70s show. They're all in the basement. No, I, they, they. It is the basement, but I'm down there as well. Nice. And, uh, it, we're hoping it's not like that. <laughs> Believe it or not, <clears throat> I have actually been to the campus of BYU. It was it's beautiful. It was 30 years ago, back when I was still a soldier. But 
Yes, I've been to I've been to BYU. It is My, it is uh, a, it is yeah. a pretty campus. I, I was going to say, my uh, it's a beautiful campus and uh, one of the most picturesque places uh, to watch a game. And uh, I know it's really tough where uh, for for Texas to play BYU here. They they don't win here. No, and we, uh, we don't. So as 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 Bucky Godbolt says, we don't like the the boys on the bicycles. There you go. First uh, off, they're true. not boys. They're like twenty six year old grown men. I know, but still. So, firstly, and secondly, they're coming here this year. Well, what happened last time? They were there. Uh, Hill, why are you bringing up the past? That was like 12 years ago. Okay. I know. Is Taysen Hill still with the Saints? I think he's still at he BYU. Is. He's still tied up. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when they come, I might have me. to. I might have to get you an extra ticket just so you can sit yeah. next to me and I see the uh, the sadness on your face. I, yeah, I'd love for you to get me a ticket. That saves me saves me some money there. Uh, Eddie, sad news. We've got a sick chicken. What? Is that a euphemism? Well, I think no, it's not. It's not a euphemism for anything. Um, we had a chicken, and she was laying soft, rubbery eggs. Ooh. And uh, we're like, they're squishy and gross, Ooh. and which is a calcium deficiency. <sighs> so we brought the chicken in the house. We put her in uh, in like a little our, our little dog crate and gave her some uh, some milk and some uh, oyster shells and and her food. And we I think we try to nurse her back to health. So we'll we'll see how she does. Wait, I, chickens I've, drink I've heard milk. That she's doing okay. Chickens drink milk. You know they, they they will eat anything. I don't know. They uh, they need calcium, Eddie. We're giving the milk cal. We're giving the uh, the chicken calcium. I figured you just like sprinkle some supplements on all their feet or something. We give them oyster shells, which is a good uh, a good supplement for uh, for for calcium. Uh, I will have to take your word for that. By the way, BYU at Texas October twenty eighth. We do not know yes. the kickoff time yet. Ooh. We do have four kickoff times right. Halloween. Now. All right. <clears throat> but by the not way, BYU. Congrats to the Texas baseball team for sweeping the Miami Regional this week, yeah. this past weekend. On to the Super Regionals. Yeah, as a time of this recording, we don't know who Texas is going to play or what time. It's, yeah, it's, it's either, either Stanford or a But they play after this recording. So by the time you hear this, it'll already be decided. But either way, Texas is going to beat them and go on to Omaha. University right. of Texas, Omaha. That's right. But, you know, Thursday I went to uh, Moody Amphitheater to see Revolution, their reggae band from uh, the West Coast. I did not realize that they're charging 20 bucks for a can of water. I got up there, and they turned around the thing for me to like sign for it. And I'm like, no, I just wanted regular water. No, this, this is what we have. I'm like, is it, is it sparkling? Does it have caffeine in it? Am I going to fly? What is this? Did you walk away or did you buy it like a sucker? I paid for it because I'm not going to sit out there in the heat all day without, without any water. But wow. They had you, you know, kind of bent over a barrel. But let me tell you, I nursed that water all night. <laughs> I had some liquid death water at uh at Empire Control Room Garage when we we did a uh, Inspire After Death Wrestling <laughs> last night. It's it's tasty. I didn't have to pay twenty bucks. I, say, I didn't pay a dollar. They gave it to me. Now you're just rubbing it in, Stu. Well, I'm on commentary. You know, uh, yeah, sure. they were trying to keep keep me hydrated. Me and the yeah, I went to my faucet and got water for free as well. <clears throat> well you, don't you mean your parents' faucet? That's true. That, that's yeah, it's not your faucet, you, so. you know, freeloader. Well, Eddie, hey, let's talk fights. High. There was some fights over the weekend. UFC Vegas seventy four, and uh, and wouldn't you know, Eddie, the judges get it wrong again. Did they Amir get it Abadi, wrong, or did they just kind of kind of mess it up a little bit to make it uh, worth talking about? But then they actually got it kind of right. 
I don't know where they kind of got it right. Cause I, I don't think Al- Amir Albazi won that fight. Uh, Kai Car France, Amir Albazi. Uh, Albazi gets the split decision win. And, and I'm not going to sit here ready and say that, like, oh my gosh, like this round, this round. You know, one, two, three. Three's not close. Three went to Albazi. Mm-hmm. I thought two went to Albazi. I thought five clearly went to uh, Kai Car France. Right. I had one for Kai Car France. Um, Four on paper, Eddie. I, I think you can admit this, and I can admit this. Four mm-hmm. was very clearly a Kai Car France round. Yeah, uh, it was. I don't. Know if you, I don't know if you looked at the numbers, but it was. Uh, this is pretty gosh, far apart. It's like twenty-seven to five or 27 something. Twenty-seven to five in significant strikes. Yeah, and and strikes landed. He had seven. Albazi had seven significant strikes landed total, and none of those. Like you would think, that, oh well, maybe those seven were just super significant. They weren't. No. That, they didn't have a huge impact. He had he got stuffed on two takedowns. Kai Car France had one takedown. And you wonder why am I talking about this? It's because one of the judges, gay Chris Lee, gave uh, Albazi the third the, the fourth, fourth round. round. Yeah. And that caused him to lose the fight. So it was a split decision loss. That round was clearly a Kai Car France round, and he would have won that fight. And so it's it's unfortunate that that judging causes an issue. Do I think it's going to be a big issue for Kai Car France? I don't. I think he's going to stay kind of where he is. He might not stay as the number three ranked fighter in the world, mm-hmm. but he's not going to drop down. He's not going to tumble down the rankings. Right. Now, the thing is, when I say that they, you know, they could have kind of got it right, because a lot of people were saying that they could give, they could easily give round one to Albazi. And there's definitely an argument for that. So sure. you give him one, two, and three, well, then he's got the fight. But did those referees, did those, uh, Judges give him round one? One did. Yeah. One did, yeah. So, But, and, the, and they, but so giving him round four, yeah, it's like somehow you got the right answer, but like, just like in high school, when you show your work, it's all over the place. And it doesn't make any sense. So there can be an argument for that. But also just the judging sucks. Yeah. Did, where, I, I didn't ask you, Eddie. Where did you have it? Who did you have winning that fight? I didn't score it in real time because I find that I have trouble um, – like, after, like, two minutes, I just kind of blank out and forget what happened. <laughs> so, like, the second half of the round, I don't remember what happened the first half of the round. Yeah. So, I've tried to stop judging fights in real time. Um, but I'm like, yeah, it's real close, and I, don't, I didn't know which way it was going to go. But I was surprised just on name value alone and the way the fight ended with France, Car France having such a good final two rounds. I was surprised that it went that way. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I, we, we talked about this last week that Amir Albazi is a good rookie, right? He's a good fighter. And, and he showed that he does belong in the upper echelon. Yeah. And he still has time to continue to grow and to get better. So I don't want to take much away from Amir Albazi. And it's good that he's going to, um, you know, be at the top of the, you know, it, it was a big jump up in, in rankings. Mm-hmm. He did call for the title shot. I <laughs> yeah. don't think he's going to get that, right? No. He, I mean, Pantoja is fighting Moreno next. That is happening. But I don't think that he is on the short list, right, um, to get the next title shot after that. No, you no. You look at the division. You got, uh, you know, you got Brandon Royval out there, who's he's going to be the backup fighter. It's a little weird, right, because you do have Davison Figueredo, who has said he's going to go up to bantamweight. Although they they gave him a fight and then he came back out and he's not taking that fight now. Um, it's a tough division, right, to kind of see exactly what we should be doing next there. Yeah, it really is. And which is great to think about when you think about where the division was a couple years ago when they wanted TJ to basically kill off the division by taking the title. Yeah. So think of that it's this interesting and entertaining. It's actually where they wanted it to be before. Uh, it's great to have this uh, these issues. 
Yeah, no, the division is still really fun. I, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what's next, uh, what happens at the Pantoja uh, Moreno three fight, right? Because yeah. they, they fought two times before. Pantoja says he's going to get that third win. Moreno, I think, is at a different level from where he was before uh, and when mm-hmm. they fought before. So I'm really excited for that fight. I think that's going to be a great one. And it's on a great card in general at UFC 290. Yeah, and that will be the card after this weekend. Well, yeah. the next pay-per-view card the, after the, this weekend. The pay-per-view after yeah. this next weekend, not not the next card. Right, so like a um, month. Yeah, July. Uh, and, and then the, uh, in the co-main event, Eddie, I know you don't like to say that these are co-main events. These are just other fights. Um, hey, 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 hey. When, when Bruce Leroy is involved, you put him on the poster. Okay, that's a co-main okay. event. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these guys are two veterans, right? Uh, Alex Caceres has been fighting. You know, remember, he was on The Ultimate Fighter years and years and years ago. So long. He ago. made his debut in the UFC in 2011. Uh, wow. Pineda, Houston's Daniel Pineda, he actually made his debut in the UFC in 2012. He did leave. He went to Bellator. He went to Fury. He went to uh, Legacy and PFL and, and has essentially made his way back to the UFC. Um, and, and these are guys that, you know, I, I don't want to say that they are journeymen. And that, that's a kind of a great way to, to call them who they are. You could call Pineda wins, journeyman, but Caceres is, hasn't left. So he's just a kind of no, uh, middle-of-the-road veteran. That's super impressive by Caceres. Yeah. 27 fights in the UFC. Wow. We're going to talk about a guy who has just longevity in the UFC in, in Jim Miller uh, and, and the wins in the UFC. Mm-hmm. But he's got – I mean, he was on his eighth fight when he came into the UFC. Um, and then that doesn't even count like those amateur fights that happened in uh, in the Ultimate Fighter. He had three fights there. Remember, he lost to, to Michael Johnson there right. in, in the quarterfinals. But he was – you know, he had eight fights when he joined the UFC – or seven fights, excuse me. And, uh, you know, now he's at 35 fights. So he has a great longevity in the UFC. Um, and his you know, wrestling improvement has it shows. Because when he first got there, he was so easy to take down. Because he's he's not not a big, strong guy, you know. Uh, Caceres, you take him down, it was pretty much game, set, match. But now his know, ground game has improved so much. Well, what's unfortunate, right? There's I don't know if you really have any big signature wins. Uh, for Caceres, he does have a win over Sergio Pettis, who is the current, you know, bantamweight champion, going to be fighting at Bellator in, in a few weeks. Um, that yeah. I mean, that, if that's he wins, that win gets even bigger. Win. Yeah, if he beats Pitbull, that win looks even better. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I don't think we're, we need to sit here and qualify Alex Caceres's win record. I mean, I think he's he's a journeyman, <laughs> right at best. Um, hey, hey, but, hey, having said veteran, that, veteran, he hasn't left the UFC. Veteran. He's not on a journey. Okay. He's not bouncing around. Okay. He's just the okay. old guy in the room. Well, this was the fight of the night for a reason. It was a fun fight. You it had was. submission attempts. You had huge body shots. You had just both guys just swinging wildly. Uh, Caceres got the win. Pineda obviously uh, bummed out that he did not get the win. Uh, but, I mean, it was it was a good fight. It was a fun fight. And uh, and totally makes sense that it would be the uh, the fight of the night there. Yeah, leaving with fifty grand extra helps uh, pad the uh, suffering from that loss. Yeah, uh, you hear, you, I heard uh, Kaikar France said, you know, he lost a hundred grand, right, because of the uh, the judges there, and uh, you know that, that's what's at risk. You know, yeah. a lot of your paycheck is at risk there. Uh, how about Jim Miller? So he extends oh his God. UFC all time wins record to twenty five wins, and uh, he and uh, he needed less time than that, twenty three seconds only, to uh, to get that done. Dude didn't even break a sweat. And yeah, there was no sweat coming down that mullet at all. Oh, don't get me started on the mullet. But yeah, poor uh, Jesse Butler. You come in on short, short notice, 
and like you just want to get your foot in the door in the UFC, so you agree to take a fight on short notice up a weight class. And they say it's Jim Miller. You go gulp uh, and just suck it up and take it, and then not cold in less than uh, half a minute. That's a tough way to say uh, to get into the UFC, man. You know, it's interesting, right? Because because Jim Miller, you know, the guy fought at UFC uh, 100. He fought at UFC 200. He says he's going to fight at uh, at UFC 300. I believe, which it. we think that's going to be early next year. And uh, you know, so Jim Miller, I mean, he's got. Sometimes he gets good wins. Sometimes you get, you know, he lost to Alexander Hernandez last, but he had a win over Cowboy back at UFC 270. I mean, just last year. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been all over the place. And so, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes they feel like they're trying to make a name off of Jim Miller. And mm-hmm. uh, and then sometimes Jim Miller just keeps it going. Yeah, and I don't really want to put them in the same category. But uh, just like Alex Alex Caceres, he's been around for a long time. And he's got some good wins and some good losses. But you can't call him a journeyman because he hasn't gone anywhere. He's just a, gris- a grizzled old veteran. A grizzled young veteran. And uh, he's just a... Uh, just a great name. It's fun to watch you every know, time. The craziest thing about Jim Miller, right, is the, that the Jim Miller, remember he suffered from Lyme disease and like oh, took time right. away yeah. to deal with that. I wonder if that helped prolong his career. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know. Just recovering, um, learning yeah, how to take care of your body better. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats uh, to him. An extra fifty grand extends his record. Uh, they can put him on another card quickly because he didn't break a sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully not. Let's let's keep him there and let's get him to uh, maybe you fight. Uh, just wait till UFC two seventy. I guess you, I guess you got you got two eighty nine. You you got to fight at least one more time in between that. Uh, Tim Elliott got a much needed win. I don't know if you know what's going on with uh, Tim Elliott. He went kind of public uh, a little bit about his uh, challenges that he's having, you know, in his personal life with his uh, wife and his training partner. Uh, oh. Kind of some rough stuff going on. That sounds um, like a lifetime movie. It, it does. It does. It does sound. His wife's a fighter. His training partner. They've got some issues, and he, and he decided to air it out on uh, on social media, which is never uh, just a secret, Eddie. How it's never the right that? place to do that. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, uh, better than the press conference, though. Uh, old man Arlovsky out there. Oh. Hey, at least he wasn't knocked out cold. Yeah, that's about the best thing I can say about that. Uh, and then yeah. the last thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Eliza, uh, Eliezu Zaleski Dos Santos, he got a win over Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov, split decision win. That was big. Anything else that you wanted to mention, Eddie? How are you going to skip the ladies, Jordan? Karine Silva defeated Caitlin Souza. Did you see that knee bar? That was rough. That, I just, knee bar. Remember, do you remember oh. when we were here in Austin? Well, you were in Austin, the knee bar, Husamar Palharis on uh, Nate Markward. Knee bars are always just terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was oh, you're going way back in the past, there, buddy. Yeah, oh, that's what I do. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm here. But yeah, just watching it and you see it kind of pop, and I I almost threw up just just watching that thing. And Sue, uh, Silva said that she didn't mean to do it. You know, she just kind of pulled. No, you you twisted that thing sideways, and it popped like that. And she tapped with the quickness, and I don't blame her. She may never walk correctly again. Yeah, no, that's rough. Um, all right, Eddie. There is also there's also some boxing over the weekend. Tell me about uh, what do we need to know about Clarissa Shields? Oh yeah, the quote was in action at Little Caesars Arena. I believe it's still called Little Caesars in Detroit. 
defending her undisputed middleweight title. Her original opponent, Hannah Gabriels, tested positive for a banned substance, uh, so she was replaced by Maricela Cornejo uh, in the last week. And this was just... This was nothing. <laughs> I mean, Shields really wanted the knockout in front of her home crowd, so she got a little wild. To say she got a little wild would be the understatement of the year. She got really wild swinging for the, swinging for the fences. Um, but no, it was a good fight, but Cornejo was extremely overmatched. I mean, it was... 10 rounds to zero on every scorecard, and one of them even gave her a 10-8. So, yeah, uh, Shields holds on to her titles. It remains to be seen what she's going to do next, boxing or back to the PFL. I'd love to see her come back to PFL. We'll see what happens. She's got uh, the rest of the season to see what happens. Nice. Right. Well, that's uh, that's Shields, and uh, that is UFC Fight Night 74. I'm going to correct myself in real time. It was actually Paul Harris versus David Branch with a knee bar. That was the, uh, the 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 bad knee bar that happened there. The issue ah. here was some of the greasing issues that was going on with Nate Marquardt and uh, and Paul Harris. Nate Marquardt was not happy with him. So, guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's what's up with that? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? You, yeah. Woo-wee. Welcome back to 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan, and this is Fight Night. And unfortunately, due to the writer's strike, there's still no SNL to talk about. So hopefully by the fall season, that will have changed. Fingers crossed. Jordan, call Simeon Contacts out in L.A. Tell him to make a deal. I know you know people. I'll make it happen. All right. I know, you know Jordan's got an IMDb page? So do I. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Now I'm just left yeah, what out. About, what about you, you loser? <laughs> I've been in stuff, okay? Just I've, as an extra. I've got, I've got two film credits. I've been an extra. I was on Friday Night Lights, but they cut the scene. I have, I have one of them is a char- is an actual name. I have a character name. I hate you guys. All right, speaking of characters, last week Dana White was making fun of Francis Ngannou, who was trying to box Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua or any of these uh, top heavyweights. He called it a gimmick. This week... He's offering to put Fury in a cage against John Jones, Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah, so Dana White was asked about John Jones versus Stephen Miocic. You know, and, and Dana said, look, I want that fight to happen at Madison Square Garden in November. But then, like, out of the blue on, on Saturday night after UFC Fight Night 74, he brings up Tyson Fury. And, and he says, look, I know that there's, this has been going back and forth. Who's the baddest man on the planet? I know that uh, last week, Eddie, you, you actually uh, agreed with Dana White and Joe Rogan that John Jones would indeed beat Tyson Fury in a, uh, in, in a, in a fight. Oh, Not yeah. a boxing match, but in a fight. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and, uh, and so, but he said, look, I would like to bring him into the UFC. We'd like to do that fight. He said, look, we figured out how to pay Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> we could figure out how to pay Tyson Fury. Wait, now, now, first who's off, we? I don't know who... You know, what role Dana had in, in getting money for paying Floyd Mayweather? I don't the think UFC he, yeah, was no. a part of that. 
Uh, McGregor Sports Entertainment was a part of that. I don't remember Dana White. You know, I, I never saw the check, but I can't imagine that the check cut to Floyd Mayweather had Dana White's signature on it. I'm pretty sure you are correct. Like, we we figured out how to pay Floyd. What? Does he think so, we weren't around? Does he think we just started covering the sport like yesterday? Like, we don't know what's going on around here? Or just so no one's got the, the cojones to call him the, out? The best way, Eddie, I think to describe kind of what's happening here, this is kind of ridiculous, right? Because <laughs> just a couple it. weeks ago, you said Dana, you know, you, you mentioned before, Dana called this a gimmick fight. When yes. Tyson Fury was talking about fighting, uh, or excuse me, Francis Ngannou was talking about fighting Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury mm-hmm. or Deontay Wilder, and he said, we don't do this. This is not something that we do here in the UFC. Now, it sounds like Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder are going to get something done by the end of the year. I don't know what's going on with Alexander Usyk and, and Tyson Fury. That fight doesn't seem like it's happening at this point. And, yeah. uh, and so it seems to me that this is just like petty Dana White. Yes. He's trying to block Francis Ngannou from actually getting this fight if it's possible to happen. Saying, hey, we don't do this. That's a gimmick fight. That's not something that we do. But when that's an opportunity for someone else to do it, Dana would love to be able to block that from happening. Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't get into it a lot, Eddie, about this, but I do think this is petty from Dana, right? This is him Extremely. purely trying to block Francis in here. Um, you know, this is the same guy who brought in CM Punk with no professional fights under his under his uh, wing, you know? James Tony. Yes. Same thing, right? Back in the day with Randy Couture. Um uh, you, you, you don't gonna have it both ways. You can't do gimmick say you don't do gimmick fights. But if, you know, I understand. I, I'll even give you the fact that you did James Tony, you did CM Punk, and you guys, and, and that's a different time for the UFC. You've seen a different place post pandemic, I would say. There's so many great athletes out there, and you could say that we don't do gimmick fights anymore, but you can't say we don't do gimmick fights two weeks ago and then try to do a gimmick fight two weeks later. Yes. That I, I can't give you a pass for. This is vintage Dana just talking out of both sides of his ass, not even his mouth, both sides of his ass, and both sides stink. And you know what? Let's just let's just move on from Francis. Let Francis do like he's. I I may be able. To, I, I think I told you before. I thought Francis would make a return back to the UFC. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, th- there's too much like he is not Dana White is not Vince McMahon. He cannot put these like these issues behind him right. and move forward. Which is always what we said. Great, Vince can do it. Stu, you, you probably can tell us better than anyone how, how Vince can do it, how he can get past these and bring people back in. Well, let's, but Dana, like, he has these issues. Well, let, let's, uh, let's take a step back. It's not Vince putting these issues. It's Triple H, actually. He's the one, for instance, that brought Bruno back in the fold. He's the one, he's the one that bridged them, bridged them, and, and you know got Bruno back you know, so they could induct him in the Hall of Fame. So. Oh, Bret Hart um, brought in... Uh, Rick Flair, after he'd been turned out the NWA forever, brought in the Brain Busters, the rest of the Four Horsemen. True. Um, you know, he's willing to, you know, go he out and in business, business sense. Yeah. yeah, he brought in Bischoff. He, he puts business over personal at times. Yes. <laughs> Not all the time. But, yeah. Now, Dana, he was much younger then, too. Yeah, you know, he didn't have that mustache. But Dana, <laughs> Dana is just petty, dude. But, like, Dana's done before with, like, Tito before, right? And, like, mm-hmm. there are places that he's been able to do it. But this is, like, this just seems so personal. And it works out for him. That's the problem. Him being petty Dana just works out for him, you know? And so there's no reason to stop. It's got him $120 million at least, you know? Three. 
He could quit. He could walk away whenever he wanted to. And now he just does this for like fun and ego. So it's not going to change until at least until someone at least uh, in the media has the cojones to call him out. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Speaking of uh, <laughs> other gimmicks, episode two of the Ultimate Fighter airs this week. We kind of glossed. We kind of just skipped it last week because neither of us really watches tough. But uh, I'm assuming you went back and watched the first episode, and you're ready to watch the second one to catch up on everything, right? You're going to be our tough correspondent. Eddie, not only did I watch it live what? with 294,000 other people that watched it live, well, whole 200 I watched it with commercials. What? With commercials, I watched it. Uh, and now the reason I watched it with commercials is because I was sitting in a hotel room in Washington, D.C., and there wasn't much else on. Yeah. And so I was kind of – you couldn't, you don't have DVR there. Uh, but I did watch it, right? And, and obviously, you know, it's interesting what they're doing. They're doing veterans versus um, rookies. And, and it wasn't like, hey, one guy picks one guy in here. It was like, hey, you pick – you can either pick the veterans and have all the veterans come over to you and or you can have all the rookies. Oh, Connor wow. has all the rookies for both weight classes, and Michael Chandler has all the veterans. Uh, or at least UFC, you know, ha- had a stint in the UFC before. Okay. And uh, and so they're fighting together. And while I don't know if there's anybody that I'm like, you know, we'll, we'll see how the season goes. Um, there's no one that I'm like, oh, this is a guy's future champion written all over him. Uh, I'm definitely more interested in the Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler uh, dynamic. And I want to see more of them, especially when you have Conor on the show. you got to put him up there as much as possible. Yeah, the uh, main Connor thing is for that bring is in ratings. Yeah, the main thing for that is Connor cutting his own promos. <laughs> that's that's what's going to bring in the ratings. But didn't they have a guy win last week in Jim Miller fashion in like 30 seconds? I mean like 8 seconds. Eight. It was super yeah, it Good was like Lord. super quick. He came in it was it was the veteran um Roosevelt Roberts. Yeah. He came in and he won in uh, in 8 seconds. Wow. So okay, I'm going to put him high up on my list there of favorites then. How about that? I will watch, and he's on Chandler's team, so he's a veteran. Yeah, okay. uh, I will continue to watch, though. All right, and I'll, I'll let y'all keep you posted. All right, you, uh, I might, you might get me into it. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but speaking of Connor Jordan, there appears to be no guarantee that he actually returns this year, even though we think he flushed his system. What's up with that? Yeah, so I, I think those are harsh. That, that's, a, that's a big statement you're making <laughs> right there about, about flushing your system. I will tell you though, I talked to my brother. My brother called me up, and he said. Uh, What's going on with Connor? Connor looks different, right? His face, mm-hmm. and you, you try to send me something as well that his face looks different, his nose is bigger, and, yeah. uh, you know, he, he definitely looks like a different Connor. Yeah, people um, have said it's like his jaw or his chin, but I'm like, well, he normally has a beard, so it's hard to tell what it looked like under there. It's his but, nose. His but nose for me, it was flat, his nose, yeah. Flatter and larger. Yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking, so Dana did, was asked about Connor fighting. Is he going to fight? When is he going to fight? And, and he said, look, we're not ready to announce. They said before that they're going to announce it, um, but he said, "Look, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, and getting Connor to fight is tough because Connor has so much money." And he referenced, like Khabib, getting these guys to actually do something and want to do something. He was when he was in the house, he was fired up. He loved it. He wanted to be back into it. But when he gets back home, I mean, he's on a yacht right now. Uh, when he gets back home, he is, you know, it's you get back to those satin sheets, and you really want to get back into training camp. And so, you know, kind of saying, does he really want it, right? My question, right. I, I think that this is, you know, I think we're going to see Connor fighting. This is probably posturing on both sides, a little bit of negotiating. Connor probably wants more money. Dana probably doesn't want to give more money. And so right. you're seeing both of these guys uh, say, oh, that neither one wants it or they don't want it enough or they're not doing it. Uh, but what I will say is we better get Connor in the testing pool sooner than later because 
Well, I, I could totally see the UFC saying, look, Connor doesn't need the full six months. I sure would like to see that, though. I really do want to see. And I've, it's been a long time since I said I really want to see Connor fight. But I do want to see him come back, see what he's got after the leg break, see what he's got after putting on all this muscle, see if he retains his quickness, you know, see if he's been playing touch butt in the park and uh, still has all of his uh, free-flowing movement. And also, he just makes it, I hate to say it, but he makes the sport more interesting. He does. And, and you know, as and, and much as you will groan, and people will groan when I say this, let's say he gets a win over Michael Chandler. Oh, boy. I know what you're going to say. He could get a title shot right off of that. Now, yeah, one thing has to happen, and it's a Benil Darius loss. We'll talk about Benil in the next round. <laughs> that doesn't but, even matter. You know, all things are off the table, right? If if Benil loses, that opens it up for the BMF fighter. That opens it up for Conor McGregor. Really anyone, not Tony Ferguson, but really anyone else. Yeah. Listen, Conor winning opens it up for Conor. You know, he will yeah, surpass no, everyone. Yeah. As much as they uh, butt heads, that is Dana's boy, and he knows how much money the uh, Conor pay-per-view brings in. And that's just, it makes money, so it makes sense, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. Now, Jordan, speaking of something that doesn't make sense, did you see what's probably going to be our knockout of the year in Poland this past weekend? KSW had this huge card called Coliseum 2, 50,000 people in an arena, in a, like a soccer stadium. What's up with that? Yeah, I did watch it. I had to watch it a couple times because I wasn't realizing what I was watching. And <laughs> yeah. so it's a former WBO cruiserweight champ, Christoph Glowacki. He stopped Patrick Pokazewski. Easy for you to uh, say. I, I, I'm sure I got those wrong. Uh, but he was on the bottom, and he hits him with a punch, a knockout. He's in a full mount. He strikes up and knocks him out where the guy slumps down, falls down on him, and then he rolls him over and, and, and still kind of drops some bombs on him and finishes the fight. Uh, but being able to have that power where you can knock someone out who's in full mount on top of you. Off your back. So impressive. That's like that, um, see those old martial arts movie where you're like the one-inch punch where you don't yes. have any room to like draw your arm back. You're laying on your back. All you can do is you punch straight up. You can't pull your arm back at all. And they always say, you know, if you're throwing punches from the bottom, you're like a dead fish out of the water. You're, you're going nowhere. He just disproved that. Yeah, that was one impressive. shot. That was nuts. I think that someone said it's like only the second time in history that's ever happened. First time was I think Japan. That is crazy. I would like to see what his one inch punch is like though. I wouldn't want to feel it though. Yeah, I don't want to feel that either. No, no, no. Um, now Jordan, Logan Paul's prime sports drink has signed his first two athletes. What's up with that? Yeah, so not only is Prime the official sports drink, Eddie, of the UFC. Oh, it's all over the canvas. It's, cam- a, the, it's the an canvas. official partner of the UFC Performance Institute. Have you it's had some? It's also renamed. Go ahead. You, I was just asking if you had some. I have. I, I have Prime all the time. Oh. Uh, grape is the best flavor. Uh, it's also renamed the UFC Corners into the Prime Hydration Recovery Zone. <laughs> but now it's announced that uh, there's two official Prime athletes, Israel Adesanya and Alexander Volkanovsky, both champions, they're both now Team Prime, along with Logan Paul and, and KSI. Uh, we'll see what kind of happens and what this means. Volk fights next month at UFC 290, so we'll see if there's a Prime logo or or kind of how that works. Uh, but uh, it, it's interesting to see, you know, more opportunities for money for uh, for UFC fighters. I guess the Logan Paul paid more than Monster, huh? No, excuse me. No, that 
Monster is the official energy drink oh. of the UFC. Oh, this is, this the... is the official sports drink. Oh, Those are okay. two different things. Hydration versus energy. Gotcha. Now, yeah, is there room on the shorts things. for both of them? Is a question. Yeah, there are two. So there are those are two different things. Actually, monsters yeah. still around. Okay, could could we see the dancing prime bottle like we saw it at WrestleMania? <laughs> I, I, did he even make it out? I thought I thought since he no, got he, the, he, made know, it, he made it. He made it. No, he yeah. made it to ringside and then took a took a frost splash yeah, for his he efforts. Might be dead. Yeah, no, it was KSI. So he's still out there throwing elbows at people somewhere. Uh, I don't know what he does, but I do know that he exists. Now my question is, or were there no American athletes they could uh, they could sponsor? They had to go all the way to New Zealand. They got two great champions. I mean, two they of did. The best in the world. They did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, I guess they're gonna. I guess they're gonna corner the Oceania market first. Now, real quick, before you hit us with the new fights, Jordan, do you realize that starting last weekend, the UFC has a card every weekend until the end of August. Till my birthday weekend, I think so far they don't have anything announced for the weekend I'm in Nashville. That is the end of August. A card every weekend until then. What's up? With I will that? tell you the UFC is looking to go to Nashville. They might be there when you're there, Eddie. Ooh, that could be cool. That, but that's you know, the rumor. I've uh, always said that they should take the summer. Stop filling up your uh, your schedule in the fall and going up against college football. There's nothing in the summer but baseball. The UFC should own the summer. And now it seems like they're finally listening to me. I've only said it for like, what, eight, ten years, how long we've been doing this? Now, I have a question for you, Jordan. You too, Stu. Ooh, I get to. Out of all the events between this weekend and UFC 292 and August 19th, which main event are you most looking forward to? Nunes Aldana, Vittori Cannonier, Emmett Topuria, Strickland Magomedov, Volkanovski Rodriguez, Home Buenasova, Espinal versus Tibura in London. Poirier versus Gaethje 2. TBD August 5th. <laughs> Luque versus Dos Anjos. Sterling O'Malley. Well, Eddie. I'm going to let you uh, go first, you Jordan. Think, do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. You would think that because I'm here in Utah right now, I'm going to say it's Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Now, that's going to be a banger. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's the BMF title. Yeah. That. Uh, Josh Emmett. Versus Ilya Topuria That's fine. is going to be a banger, Eddie. Yeah. That's going to be an incredible fight. Don't you but do it. But the main event Don't you do it. I'm most looking forward to Don't you do it. is going to be August 5th. And it's not the dreaded TBD versus TBD. It's going to be Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul. Oh, Boxing. Cannot wait, Eddie. Going to be, I'm going to be there as long as Nate still can keep that fight happening in Texas. I... Nice curveball. I completely forgot about that one because I want to forget about that one. Yes. You tell me how that goes. I will. <laughs> All right, Stu, how about you? Uh, none of what you listed. Actually, it'll be something we talk about next on Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling had their Dominion event. Oh, uh, well, if, if, if yesterday morning, if you're here in the States... And we saw the we saw the challenge, the American Dragon Brian Danielson, challenging the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada, Ooh. likely for AEW New Japan's Forbidden Door pay per view coming up June twenty fifth in Toronto. That one I want to see. Well, all right, that is uh, not where and I was. We'll talk go. about it next after yeah. after the conclusion of Fight Night. 
Well, Jordan, you should have known that for me, it will be UFC 290. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Rodriguez. That is going to be, that could be the fight of the year. That's a great fight card in general. Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. We talked about Moreno versus Pantoja. You got Bo Nickel on that card. Uh, you've got uh, Robert Robert Wallace. Whitaker. It's, it's a great fight. Sean Brady versus Jack Della. Yeah. I mean, that's a great fight card. So, yeah, so that's the way I'm going. But while nice. we're on this topic, hit us with some new fights. All right. And we got Blagoy Ivanov versus Alexander Romanov. You got Macy Chiasson versus Giada Santos. Chris Weidman coming back uh, from his leg break versus Brad Tavares. That's happening at UFC 292 in Boston. Uh, November 4th, Eddie, we're now November, Jelton Almeida wow. versus Where'd Curtis go? Blades. Um, oh, that's a big one. Eddie, rumor. So I told you the UFC is probably going to Nashville. The rumored uh, the rumored fight for that, Corey Sanhagen versus Umar Nurmagomedov. That's a fight card. That's what to happen mm-hmm. there. And then Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Ooh. That's great. Over in, uh, in Bellator, you got uh, Pedro Carvalho. Uh, versus Aaron Pico. That's a big, good good fight, finally, yeah. for Pico. And then uh, UFC's headed back to Paris, Eddie, on September 2nd. No word on the main event yet or any fights there. So that's new fights. That's what's up with that. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. What's up with that? The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Champ Welcome is back here. to Fight Night on 104.9 The, the Horn, hornfm.com. Eddie, the champ is here oh, and the yeah. champ is in Vancouver. The UFC is headed back to Canada for UFC 289. Amanda Nunez versus Irina Aldana the for the main in the main event for the UFC bantamweight title. Uh, Aldana stepping in for the injured Juliana Pena. That's the right fight to make. Aldana's on a two fight win streak over uh, Macy Chiasson and mm-hmm. over Yana Kunitsikaya or Yana Santos. Uh, she did have a loss to Holly Holm. Uh, Eddie, is this the end? Is if, if Amanda Nunez loses this fight, is this the last time we see her? I don't think it'll be the last time if she loses, but if she wins, it's a definite possibility. Because what else is there for the challenger? I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. You see, like, there's so much going on in her life, and she's getting older. She's mm-hmm. still great, right? And we'll yeah. see kind of where she is. And she's 35 uh, now? Got a baby at home? I think I think Aldana is a live dog in this fight. Oh, yeah. That would be great for Mexican MMA. Uh, in the co-main event, you got Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. Oh. Eddie, what are these guys fighting for? Oh, uh, but Dariush is fighting for a spot in the lightweight championship picture. Oliveira's spot fighting to get back in the championship picture, even though he'd probably still be a couple spots behind. But Darius has had, what, nine in a row now? Or eight in a row? This will be nine? I, I, would, I hope that Darius has a guarantee that if he wins this fight, he is going to Abu Dhabi to fight Islam Makachev. He deserves it, but he's one of those guys like Tony Ferguson on his streak that Dana just doesn't want to give a title shot to. And I really hope just I, just, I hope he gets it just because he deserves it. Just like Leon Edwards deserved his spot in the welterweight title, sh- title match, Darius deserves his chance. At the title, and you never know what's going to happen. Just ask um, the women. Yeah, uh, Mike Malott. He is uh, a, a good, good star coming up from Canada. He's fighting on this card, so he's being showcased there. Dan Ige versus Nate Landwehr. Late That's a good Nate, one. Nate Landwehr. 
He's an interesting guy. Your boy. Uh, your boy, Eric Anders versus Mark Andrew Berrialt is fighting. And then, uh, Eddie, the other one I'm excited about, Nassardine uh, Imavov versus Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis got that – he kind of got cheated right out of that loss to Kevin Gaslam when uh, they clashed heads and he got knocked out. But the fight didn't stop because he woke himself back up. So Chris Curtis <laughs> getting back into it. This, there's a there's some fun fights. Miranda Maverick on the card. So not not a not a terrible fight card. No. Uh, not not the best review of the year though. No, it's not. But uh, you know what else there is, Jordan? There's boxing this weekend. Friday night, Adrian Broner returns to face Bill Hutchinson. Saturday, Teofimo Lopez versus Josh Taylor for uh, Taylor's uh, WBO Junior Welterweight title. But Sunday. Get this, Floyd Money Mayweather versus the grandson of the Teflon Don, John Gotti III. What is nice. going on? Awesome. I don't know anyone. Anyway. Stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling coming up next. Thanks for listening. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Follow us on Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Have a great week. We'll see you then. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.